What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Ask a Sis Me podcast. Uh, this is a complimentary podcast to the other side of the firewall podcast where we talk to uh, the ladies and grace of cybersecurity news, as well as we hide those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, such as my guest. Welcome to the show, Kenneth Ellington. How are you doing, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm glad to be on, Ryan. All right. So we uh, this is our first time actually speaking to each other. I wanted to uh, have as much freshness in the interview as possible, uh, but I actually ran into you on LinkedIn. So I, I, a friend of a friend likes your post, uh, saying that you wanted to, to uh, be on several podcasts for this month uh, to promote your brand and what have you. And I was like, man, listen, I got a podcast. So let's, let's make this happen. And uh, sure enough, you replied and we were, we were good to go. So I, again, I greatly appreciate you being on the show. Um, for all of those out there who are listening to the show, uh, so the Ask Assist P podcast is, uh, is a compliment to the other side of the firewall. So the other side of the firewall podcast, we have four episodes a week, Monday and Tuesday are our topics. Wednesday is our discussion. And then Fridays, we talk about everything else. On this show, we do more interviews, right? Like we like to talk to people who are uh, out there, uh, glass ceiling breaking, uh, starting their own brand, things of that nature, as well as people who are trying to break into cybersecurity. So we have more of a conversation between uh, myself and, and people of, uh, of color who are trying to either uh, uh, break in or give a hand up to those who are uh, trying to get in to uh, the field of cybersecurity, which we talk about all the time. We only make up 9%, which used to be seven. So we are increasing our numbers, but still it's too small, right? So uh, I, I love that the, the platform highlights people, tries to bring us all together and uh, promote our stuff. So without further ado, I'll start asking you uh, my questions, right? Some, some icebreakers. So who are you, where are you from, and what is your cybersecurity origin story? Sure, so my name is Kenneth Ellington, right? Um, I'm from Tampa, Florida. I lived there for the majority of my life. So I would say probably maybe 16 years. I moved to Dallas, Texas, back during COVID, which was a absolutely insane time. Um, funny story about that. So I graduated from the uh, University of South Florida for the degree in cybersecurity. Because of the COVID, I got no graduation. I got no walk day, right? It was literally just, they, they sent out a video like during May and like, um, that's it, basically. Because of COVID, right? We couldn't right. do in-person stuff, which is terrible. I lost all my graduation parties, which I'm so pissed about. Um, but that's fun though. Um, so they gave me uh, a job offer back in July and I actually moved to Dallas during 2021. Um, so my first time to Texas was look for an apartment and then the second time was actually moved. So it was a big change for me, right? Um, but I'm glad to be here. Um, I do love living, to, living in Texas. It's been pretty awesome so far. And what That's I do awesome. for, yeah, for what, so what I do for a living is I work in cybersecurity. I specialize in similar for technology. So I work as a cybersecurity consultant at one of the big four accounting firms. I specialize in SIM and SOAR, so think of Splunk, Keyradar, Keyradar, um, XSOAR. Um, what does what does um, IBM call it? I think resilient or SOAR now because they're very uncreative for everything. Um, but I work with those type of technologies. Think of like endpoint solutions. So I help design, build, and scale systems for my clients for the solutions. And I actually own my own um, company called Ellington Cyber Academy, or ECA for short. And that is a e-learning pl platform designed to teach and train um, IT and cybersecurity professionals in those specific technology, because that's my niche. So think of SimSore again. Um, so we train um, individual professionals and actual businesses on how to use those technologies. That's, a, that's amazing. Uh, so in, in such a short period of time. So uh, 
kind of the go go back a little bit. So where did you live at in in Tampa? Like what which which area? Because I'm currently in Wesley Chapel. That's where I live at. Okay. Um I currently well I used to live in Dover, Florida. So think of kind of the Varico Brandon area. Okay. You go like gotcha. three miles um east of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty familiar. So I've been here for about seven years. I, you know, I love the area. Uh, I'm, I'm from uh, Buffalo originally, so I'm not, I'm not going back to the snow. So <laughs> <laughs> you get, you get one week of winter here and that's it. I love it. Uh, but no, Texas. Uh, so I, I actually know a lot of people who have who've made that migration. Uh, it, it seems to be uh, just exploding uh, tech wise, right? You have Miami, you have uh, the Dallas area, um, a few others. I know Georgia's also starting to, uh, to also bu bubble up. And then Atlanta, of course, is crazy, right? Uh, when it comes to to tech. So being uh, being out there now, uh, have you seen uh, any, like the major growth, right? Because you said you came out during the COVID era, which was was rough on everybody, right? I, I was still active during that time. So I, I was I was stuck here in the house because we couldn't even go on base uh, during, during COVID for like the first couple months because everybody was just panicked, right? Yeah. So making that that move during the the pandemic, like how was how was that for um, starting a, a new job? Basically, it was um, it was one of the hard things I've had to I've had to do do my life. I would say because I've lived at home with my parents for all my life, right? I went to college at USF, so I just drove 17 miles away from my house to go to college, right? right? So I still lived with home to save money. Um, See, I need you to talk to my kids. I'm trying to get them to do that now. Like, I got it, two high schoolers. I'm like, don't leave. <laughs> I would highly suggest them going to HCC and going to USF. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saved, I saved a lot of money that way. It was hard, though. This is the first time living by myself. I lived nine states away from all my family. Like, I don't have any family in Dallas at all or Texas. Nobody. It's just literally me. So it was a really big um, change for me. Um, but, but I wanted the chance to actually, like, really grow myself personally and professionally. So I thought it'd be a great move for me. Plus it paid for me to move. So I wasn't complaining too much. Gotcha. Um, and I'm young. I don't have any kids. I don't have a wife yet. So if I was going to move, like this was the time to do it. So I knew when I was 24 years old. Um, now I'm 26. So it's been a fun experience. Um, it was Again, because of COVID, it was hard to meet people, right? Because there weren't really any, like any in-person events. So I was honestly like, afraid to drive like more than two miles away from my house because yeah. I was going to get lost. <laughs> I get that. Um, so yeah, it was a fun uh, experience, but um, I'm glad that I did it. Okay. And what was the, um, so you're, you're coming out of, uh, uh, you know, getting your ac academics uh, taken care of. And I, I know for a time there, it was the, it's always the fight, right? Is it, is the degree better? Certifications better? Is experience better? So for your combination, of experience, uh, education, and certification, um, like what was that like? Like what what were what were your strengths when it was coming to uh, to find employment versus like what do you believe were your challenges? So initially, I got an IT and cybersecurity. I would say back in 2018. So I've been in the field for almost five years now. Um, it was a struggle initially to get inside of it. Um, one, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me, so I kind of had that imposter syndrome. Um, because I went to my first conference with B-Sites in Tampa. When I went there, I went to the main, um, was it keynote speech, I believe was what it's called. And there must've been like 600 people inside that room or 300. And there was like three black people there. So I'm like, all right, now I'm starting to see what the issue is. Um, right. so it was kind of harder at first, right? I didn't see anybody that looked like me. 
So like finding a job, um, finding an internship during college was especially hard. I remember I bought, I went to JC because I an employer called me about having a potential interview right for an IT position. I got all I got real excited, right? So this was like my first big job, but I didn't have a suit or tie or anything. So I went to Macy's. It was at, it was at Macy's. I spent all my money on like a really nice suit. And then like two days before the interview, they called me and canceled it. Oh. Um, yeah, I was very, very pissed. Um, but yeah, it happened a lot. So it was a real big struggle for me to actually get um, a real, like a cybersecurity internship. So I worked at um, Publix supermarkets. It may live like in the Southeast, knows, knows what I'm talking about. I worked, right. I worked in the deli making sandwiches, getting cursed at this the fried chicken wasn't warm enough. Um, really good chicken finger so I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an interesting time there. Um, so I work in a Publix. Um, I consider it as a blessing because I got to work on my interpersonal skills and soft skills a lot. Because by, by nature, I'm a very introverted person. So I don't like talking to people in general. Um, so that really forced me to come out on my show, right? And deal with very interesting customers in different from different backgrounds, different experiences. So that's what really like round out my soft skills. Cause like like Ryan, honestly, if you had told me like four years I'll be doing this, I would tell you you're lying or, or you're high. Like I okay. couldn't ever imagine myself like talking to somebody like over an interview or something like that. So it's been like a really growth moment for me to take myself from that shy kid behind a um, deli counter to towards like owning my own business, which is still kind of insane to me now that I think about it. Um, yeah, but yeah. So I got a little off track, but yeah. So I started in IT cybersecurity 2018. Um, I did the ReliQuest bootcamp. Um, so ReliQuest is one of the biggest cybersecurity companies in Florida. They're the official partner of the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Boston Celtics. Um, so I did a bootcamp with them. I didn't get a job after I finished. I was still pissed about that. Um, I'm a very salty person, if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Um, because I worked at Publix, um, our headquarters is in Lakeland, Florida, which is like 10 miles away from where I live. And one of the things I stress towards my students is to always promote yourself um, in front of people that you know, so they can so they can speak on your behalf when you're not inside their room. That's very important, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I told my manager that I was interested I was interested in doing cybersecurity in IT. So she happened to know the head of cybersecurity for all Publix, right? So she walks up to me one day, and this is during the summer. She's like, hey, Kenneth, the director of cybersecurity for all Publix is going to be showing up towards our store in a couple of weeks. Do you want to meet him? I'm like, of course, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so she set up the meeting with uh, me and Rick. Um, he sat me down in the back office, and we talked for like an hour. Um, he told me some things he wanted me to do because he wanted me to be on the internship team next summer, so the summer of 2019, um, because he, they already filled up that position, right, because the summer already started. He told me, he's like, Kenneth, if you can do all the things I listed here below for you, I can almost guarantee you a spot on my internships, on my internship team next year. And so I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm like, I can, I can definitely do that for you. And so fast forward nine months, I do everything that he told me to on the list. I interview for his team and I get the position. Um, that's kind of how I got inside cybersecurity. When he, when he told me that, um, so they called me, I was at Chick-fil-A. I literally almost flipped over the table because I was so happy. <laughs> everyone, started, everyone started to look up at me like I was insane, but I don't care. Um, but yeah, that's how I kind of got inside cybersecurity. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So that's that's where uh, opportunity meets uh, preparation, right? So I, I, you always hear people like either they'll say like, you know, I don't know how I, how I did it or, you know, I was lucky or what have you, but it always boils down, at least in my opinion, it comes down to 
uh, an opportunity did present itself, right? Uh, but you were prepared for it. And then that led into you doing what needed to be done to uh, to secure the internship. And now, uh, not that much uh, later, right? Like, so not to, not to say, um, You've only been in the field for a short time, because like you said, you've been you've been uh, either either in it or adjacent to it or doing internships uh, within it. But uh, I am I'm thoroughly impressed. Like I look through your your timeline on LinkedIn. And I'm like, man, this guy's flying to go from, uh, you know, uh, like you said, the internship academics to now uh, working for. Uh, a, a pretty large corporation and starting a business of your own. So like all, all the above, like, that's amazing. So I was like, I, this, is, this is a good one. I booked him before he blew up too much, right? <laughs> I had to call his assistant to get him on the show. So, <laughs> so I was like, this is perfect. So um, what was your inspiration to start the Academy? Oh, that's a good one. I would say like uh, the biggest thing is probably like the, the gap I saw, especially at that conference, um, I want to bridge the gap as much as I could. Um, that's why initially I joined Blacks and Cybersecurity after my internship at Public Supermarkets. Um, so that was one of the biggest um, pushes for me to join. Initially, I could never imagine myself owning a business, right? I'm like, I'm not that type of person to do it. I don't want to deal with all that nonsense, right? Um, but during COVID, ironically enough, because I was like at home with my parents all day and I couldn't go anywhere, right? Um, my Zen CEO at the time, um, Michaela Barnett, um, she's the CEO of Blacks and Cybersecurity. She pinged me, she texted me. She's like, hey, Kenneth, um, we're trying to set up, we're trying to set up some Splunk training. Do you want to do it? I'm like, sure thing. I'm like, who's going to lead it though? She's like, you are. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I can definitely do that. So that was like June of 2020. So I set up the entire curriculum, designed the class, designed the labs, designed the modules for it, um, and taught that class. And everyone loved it, which I was really surprised. I thought it was straight trash. Um, but everyone's like, this is awesome, Kenneth. I'm like, oh, you think so? They're like, yeah, you should do it again. So I did, like three months later. They told me the same thing. More, more people start to join, right? I did it for free for like a year and a half. Then last year, when I did one of the sessions, someone said, hey, Kenneth, if you actually charged me to do it, I would I'll pay you. I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. I'm like, um, let me set them up then. So I did a can, and more people told me that they would actually pay for my services. And so I finally decided to make the jump last year, May, actually. Um, and that's why that's why we found the ECA. So we've been in business for about a year now. Gotcha. And then when it comes down to, I see that you're both a, a coach and an instructor. So if you can explain to us a little bit of what the differences are and how, uh, I guess, that, that comes together for you. So normally, if you're just an instructor, um, normally those are just class-led sessions, you don't get that one-on-one -on -one touch as much, right? So think of an instructor like at a college university. A lot of the times you won't get that personal touch with them, right? You may have a class of 50 students and you may not get to speak to your instructor. You may get to, just to speak towards a TA or somebody like that. The coaching side, um, it's a lot more personalized development for you. So we normally sit down with all our clients. We, we develop one-on-one -on -one plans for them so they can be successful. Right, and then we take them through the group group coaching and instructing to make sure they're able to actually do all the hands on labs, any questions or concerns they may have from me, we're able to answer it then and there. And I also and I also bring on other um, hiring managers and other instructors to help them out um, for any questions or concerns they may have. And how long is the the course? So the programs are normally um, six months long. We meet every Wednesday night, um, once a week. And there's about four capstones. So there's about a capstone every four to, four to eight weeks. Um, 
And there's, we have different scenarios that we, that we go over for them. And then we actually bring in the hiring manager so they can actually present in front of them. Because one of the things I experience is it's very hard just to get a job if you just directly apply on site at a company, yes. right? Because you're just a name on a piece of paper. They have no idea who you are, which a skill set really is, right? So your resume isn't specifically tailored properly or you're missing something, you'll get kicked out without a response. So what we try to do, if we try to bring in those hiring managers and so they can actually speak towards the students and students can present in front of them. It's does two things. One, it gives them a network, networking opportunity to actually present their skills right and have and show off, showcase those soft skills, which is super important for any leadership position that you're trying to get, get into for cybersecurity. And the second part is actually to show off their technical acumen for whatever technical skills they're trying to show during that capstone presentation. No, that, that's, that's uh, I, I keep saying the word awesome, but I, I, I keep using that word because I, I think that's a piece that a lot of people are missing, right? Uh, because of the, the I, I, what is, I believe to be a nonsensical debate, whether it be between uh, a degree, a certification uh, experience, like which one trumps which, it, it really just depends on the situation, the opportunity presented to you, right? Um, but like you say, it's it, once you hit the ATS system, uh, it's, it's either a go or no go. Like, um, and I, I feel that a lot of us have an issue um, in that not being able to get in front of a person and then get to talk to them, like you said, to present those soft skills, which will get you hired. So how do you find those hiring managers and then bring them to the program? So a lot of it is through my personal network. Um, I've been told that I'm a very likable person. I don't know why. I try to be myself. You're a very humble person. <laughs> um, so people, I guess, are naturally drawn towards me. Gets the good work that I do in the community and stuff like that. So it wasn't, well, it also wasn't that hard to get like hiring managers that I have in my network that are personal friends of mine to actually join and help me out. Um, and they really, they really love what um, we've been doing so far. Um, we've gotten eight people, I believe, hired um, since we started. And I think we've generated over almost a quarter million dollars in new salaries for them. Um, okay. So very, very happy about that. Um, so hiring managers are from different various companies. They try to build partnerships with. So think of Accenture, AWS, Expel. Um, so we talk towards either that, either their hiring manager or their senior personnel staff. So think of a manager, think of a senior engineer, senior analyst, things of that nature. And uh, what I neglected to ask you, so when you do the, uh, the boot camps, uh, is it, or the, the program, I should say, the, the course, is it hybrid? Is it mainly online? Like what is, how, how is the classroom set up? Uh, it's all online. Um, so if a student is local to Dallas, like the DF, DFW area, um, I'll meet them in person sometimes. Um, so one of my students, Hazel Miranda, she works at Samsung now. Um, I met her for the first time in person two weeks ago, I believe, at a WOSEC event. So women's cybersecurity, because she's very shy, naturally like me. I've been trying to get her to come out of her show more. So I've been introducing her to some of the other high managers that I know um, at these events so she can get to network with more people. I take personal development very seriously for my students because this is a constant battle to try to improve yourself, right? If not, you get a job and you stop your set, right? You have to continue to try to improve yourself or you get left behind. No, that's very true. Um, when it comes to the partnership, so you said that you have your, your network kind of set up. I assume it's, it's both personal, LinkedIn, things of that nature. Uh, and then when you bring in the students, are these uh, students uh, 
what's the pipeline? Like, are they people who are within your network who, who decide to take courses with you? Or is there some kind of campaign? Like, how are you advertising to bring in more students? So mostly it's done through organic marketing. Um, once you start to make more money, right, um, we'll start to do paid ads. Um, but mostly it's either through word of mouth, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, things like social media, things of that nature, right? So we do content creation three times a week. We create posts, we do podcasts like these, right? Um, we do webinars on our YouTube channel. And someone may see that, they may be interested, then they'll DM me or reach out towards my other co-instructor, Courtney, and we'll go from there to try and get them on board and see if, we, see if we're able to actually help them out, see if we're a good fit. Because um, one of the things I found that um, not everyone's willing to invest in themselves, um, which you have to be willing to do if you want to get ahead in this field. Um, so trying to get them to understand that every day that you put this off, you're costing yourself money, right? If you're currently making $20,000 at your job, right? And this new job will pay you, let's say $60,000, right? Every year you wake, every year you um, waste and wait, you're losing $40,000. But, no, but the thing is, is yeah, yeah but most people don't see it that way because the money's not directly in their hand, right? So right. they don't see the opportunity it's, costs. It's, yeah, realizing the potential, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Um, what, what, what are you worth and, and what, what should you be working towards? If someone wanted, so let's skip ahead a just a, a little bit when it comes to, like, everyone doesn't want to, uh, to own their own company. I get that. But some people, like you said, uh, may not want to um, or may not feel comfortable investing in themselves. For you, because of you were able to take, uh, like, pretty big steps in a short amount of time, uh, what were you able to overcome in order to own your own business? Like what, like, like basically what is, what is the, the mentality uh, of a founder or CEO? That's a good question. Um, persistence, honestly, that's the biggest thing. There are days, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? I make good money as it is. I don't have to put up all this crap. Um, a lot of days. Um, but I always remember like all the students that I've helped change their lives, right? Um, took them from not being able to take care of their families or them being very unsatisfied in their career and being able to them have fulfilling careers where they can take care of their families and build generational wealth, right? Especially for people that especially for people that look like us in our community, it's a really big deal. Um, so like always remembering I am helping people um is always like the biggest motivator for me. To try to like build, try to like build and bridge that gap as much as I can, um, super important towards me. So those get me through the down days where we where we don't have any sales, right? Or I get rejected like four times from different students, right? Um, so that's probably the biggest thing. Like having persistence is super key, and then having a good support group around you is insanely important. So I have, I have like a team of advisors that I trust, right? They give me advice, give me guidance. Um, for how to run my for how to run a business right and how to make it successful um so having those two things i think is insanely important okay uh, having having the uh like you said the persistence and then having a team uh to to help contribute to it as well so what does the future look like so i know you said you've you've had the academy for a year so you you have you have a, a nine to five or in some cases like I, it's depending on what you do like so i'm a consultant as well right it, it could be a 40-hour week it could be a 60-hour week it just depends on what's going on where do you find that work-life balance and then how do, how are you gonna uh move to the next tier whatever that may be so my company is pretty flexible for me um as long as i don't 
poach our clients. Our clients are Google, Microsoft, right? So they want to work with me and they'll quit my job. I'll be rich. Um, so as long as I don't post um, our clients um, and it doesn't affect my day-to-day -day job, they don't really care what I do, right? Um, so that's, that's a good thing. And then balancing it is I set aside specific time to work on my business and do the specific events. And the other days are just um, off days and rest days for, for me. So having a, a specific structure, which my business advisor and business coaches help me develop, um, makes it a lot easier to manage. Because if not, you'll work yourself to death, right? You'll pull 18 hour days every day, seven days a week, if you're not careful. Right, right. It's all, all about that work-life balance, which is, is uh, something that uh, like, I, I think a lot of us struggle with. You also mentioned imposter syndrome. So I, I, I've, I've been there as well. I, I'm, I get there, you know, uh, often sometimes, uh, you know, now as well. So that, that's always a, a challenge or a hurdle to get over. Um, what do you tell your students? Like when they are, are feeling in, in feeling that way, right? Like maybe they feel like they can't do it or they can't accomplish this, or, or maybe they, they just, they don't see a lot of people like us in the room. Like, what do you, what do you tell your students? I first and foremost tell them that I believe in them, right? Because um, if I didn't, I wouldn't have brought them inside the program. There are some people that I don't believe have what it takes to be successful in the program. Um, so everyone that I personally bring in, I trust that they have the skill set and the work ethic to make it happen. It's just them believing in themselves, right? So the first thing I tell them that I may be a country bumpkin from Florida, right? May, may not be worth much, but I'm like, I'm like what I say, but I believe in trusting them, right? Um, I told them, uh, going back towards like building your proper network, right? Having people that are supportive of you, that truly care about you, beyond what you can do for them is, is gonna be insanely important as you grow and as you scale up in your personal and professional lives, right? Um, that's what I that's what, that's what I developed over the years. I've been burned a lot of times, right? As you make more money, as you get more fame, as you get more clout, people will wanna to try to pull you down or try to use you as a stepping stone for their own personal goals. So making sure you find people that don't wanna do that towards you um, is very hard, but it's beneficial. No, those are uh, very true words. Uh, I'm glad that you, uh, it's, it's good to, to have this conversation. It's good for people to hear that as well. Um, like everybody's not your friend, but um, like you say, like from, from just meeting you and kind of talk to you, talking to you uh, in this conversation, uh, it seems that you want to be helpful. You want that. That's what motivates you and helps you helps uh, drive you. So if you're a person who is uh, similar to that and you want to help, um, whether it be uh, you're already in cybersecurity and you want to kind of give a hand up, uh, or if you want to partnership or you want to do things um, that help with your brand, uh, just just reach out, like build that that network, and then uh, try to uh, just be helpful and and give value, right? Like I'm not not saying you should work a 60 hour week. I'm just saying if you have the ability to, like, I, I need to shoot another episode anyway. I saw this post. I was like, this is perfect, right? This is this is a uh, uh, serendipitous, right? Because I, I need, I needed to re redo uh, Ask Us to Speak because I have not done an episode in over a year, um, and I have a, a bunch of uh, um, guests lined up for the Ask Us to Speak, or I'm sorry, for the other side of the firewall. And I saw your post, and I was like, "That's a sign. I need to, I need to jump back on it." So like, this cost me nothing, right? Uh, it's just getting you on the show, and then the same thing for you when you reach out to people. So hopefully, people who are listening. Uh, can do the same thing, right? Because we're looking for more, more allies out there. So hopefully uh, that stirs that. But uh, so I want to ask you one more uh, cybersecurity slash work-related question before we kind of pivot uh, into um, what else you do, right? Like uh, whether that be uh, 
you go on vacation unwind or you play video games or listen to music or whatever, like just to get a little bit more, uh, uh, more about you. Um, if you were me, like the roles were flipped, we're doing the interview. What would you ask yourself? Like, what have you not been asked? Cause I know you've been on several podcasts, uh, over the, the past month or so. What has, what is a question that you would have asked that they have not? That's a really good question. Um, I've been asked since too much. Um, if I wasn't doing cybersecurity, so what, what else would I be doing in my life? It's a question that I don't get asked too much. And what, what would that be? So I, I won't say teaching because I technically, I'm technically doing that right. Um, people, most people know this about me, right? If you met me like um, during my college days before high school, um, I want to become a chef actually. Um, before I went towards cybersecurity. Um, the reason the reason that being I love like creating stuff with cooking, right? And I love to eat. Um, so cooking is one of my first passions that I have. You didn't have my parents when I was in high school, the food network was always playing day and night, no matter what time. They got so annoyed mm -hmm. by it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love to cook. Um, the so the reason I didn't do cooking was so my dad, my dad told me, um, Ken, he's like, I'll pay for your college, but I will not just pay for a cooking degree. You need to have a business degree, right? I'm like, sure things. So I went to school for business originally. Then I find out how much chefs make. And chef will work like 60, 70 hours a week. They'll work on weekends, they'll work nights, right? That's when, that's when everyone's out and about. Mm -hmm. And they'll make like 38, 38K. I'm like, I can't do that, right? I'm a very, I'm a very realistic person, very honest person with myself. And I have a certain lifestyle that I want to live and doing that wasn't going to afford me that. So I'm like, I can't do that. Gotcha. Um, no, that's, that's interesting. So like, I'm, I, I, I tell my wife all the time, it's not an excuse, but at, like when I see ingredients, I'm like, I don't see food. I just see ingredients. Like, like, so I'm always interested by people who have a passion for cooking. Like you guys can go in there and kind of like figure out like, Oh, I wanted to have this taste or this, this style. Like I legitimately have to look at the recipe three, four times, like, okay, this is half of this, this is half of that. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's like being, uh, like food illiterate. I love to eat, but I hate to cook. <laughs> frustrating process. Um, but no, that, that's a, 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 both a, a, a excellent question and answer. So no, I really greatly appreciate that. So to shift gears a little bit, right. Uh, cause I, I, I like to find out more about people outside of their work, right. Cause we're not, we're not robots. We don't just do cyber all day. Uh, and that's it. So for you, how do you unwind? Like, is it, is it travel? Is it books? Is it games? Like, what do you do? So for me right now, um, it's boxing, kickboxing. Okay. Um, I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been doing it. I did it back in high school because the COVID had stopped. Um, so I got back doing it, um, year and a half ago. Um, so I had a class today actually, which is why I'm sore as hell um but yeah um boxing kickboxing one because i get to punch something right after a long right. frustrating day and i want to punch somebody and go to jail so that's a way to let out my anger and aggression um plus it's like it's honestly like the best workout i have ever had in my life right um i'm in the best shape i've ever been in because of it and it's just super fun to do right um it's literally i remember when i first went towards my studio this was back this is last year, I believe, or a year and a half ago. And they make you do a five-minute five minute warm up. You get two classes for free, right? And each class is about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, during a five-minute warm-up, I didn't realize I was I didn't realize I was a warm-up, they didn't tell me. 
like, oh yeah, they're like, um, it's time for class. Now I'm like, that wasn't class. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I was drenched in sweat. I was hopping and popping. I can barely breathe. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm in the wrong place. I can't do this. I'm like, I'm right. so out of shape. <laughs> oh, it was so awful. Um, but like after like the 10th and 11th class, it starts to get easier and easier, right? It's always hard, right? Um, but it gets better and super fun. Gotcha. So I had a funny story about, so I, I took jujitsu for a very short period of time. So it was right after COVID was ending. And uh, I have a, a, a good friend, uh, Levon, he's, he, uh, he helps co-host um, the other side of the firewall. It hasn't, it's been, hasn't been, hasn't, he has not been on for a while because he's on the West Coast. So it's hard to do with uh, coordination. But when I was in Turkey, uh, we, our time synced up better. So it'd be Levon, Shannon, and myself uh, doing the other side of the firewall. He's big into martial arts. Uh, he's, he's been doing it since forever. Uh, and he was like, you should, you should do it. Like there's a class, jujitsu class. Uh, Cause I kept talking about like, yeah, hey, I'm kind of interested in doing it. You know, uh, I hear it's a really good workout. He was like, you should do it. You should do it. So I finally did it. I lasted three classes. So <laughs> what I learned was, I already knew this about myself. I like my personal space and there's no such thing in, uh, in, in jujitsu. And I didn't know how much I didn't like people to sweat on me. <laughs> <laughs> Like I would like, like literally at the end of class, I would like, have to get home. I got to take a shower because you, you're drenched in sweat, <laughs> whether it be yours or theirs. It's very intimate. I didn't, I didn't know that beforehand, like with the, the, uh, the different mounts and mount guards. And I learned real quick about myself. Like, you know what, if, if, uh, God forbid it were, it were to go down and they got me on the ground, like they started grappling, I'm just going to have to die because <laughs> <laughs> I can't overcome this just is way too close. Like I'm, I'm. A, if I'm going to be anything, I'm going to be a boxer. <laughs> you get used towards up, it. You get used. Got to keep it. that distance. <laughs> well, that's 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 awesome. Uh, anything. So so okay. You you like you like working out. You like you like to do uh, martial arts. Uh, do you ever play any video games? You watch like movies? Are you interested in like anything that's coming out uh, in the near future? So I'm a big I'm a big Star Wars anime person. Okay. Um, so my favorite anime right now is My Hero Academia. Season okay. six right. just ended. Um, best season by far. By far. Best season. Um, and now I'm watching Demon Slayer. Um, right. So okay. that's, it's been, it's good. So like season one for Demon Slayer was, I would give it like a B minus, like a B minus. It was good. It was like amazing, right? And then um, season two comes out. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is an A plus. Yeah. Um, so it really, they've taken it up a couple of notches. Um, yeah, so I'm, that's the one I'm addicted to, right? So I, I didn't get into My Hero Academia only because I haven't watched it yet. So like I've been told by numerous people, I got to get on it. Um, but uh, I, I got this quirk where I don't like an anime that goes for too long because like my gateway was was Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z still going, right? Like it, that, it's never ending. Same thing with like uh, One Piece, Bleach, so I can't get down. Uh, with more than like three, maybe four seasons, it's like the sweet spot. My favorite anime of all time is Cowboy Bebop. I think it was perfect from start start to finish. Right, you get one beautiful season, it has a conclusion. But Demon Slayer might get me because like I, I I'm in uh, I think it's considered the third season with yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Electric di- uh, District. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I love it. It's like it's, it's God tier anime. Like <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's perfect. I'm just like oh, they're gonna get me. Cause I could see it going past three or four seasons because it's so good. Um, I'm just like, man, because the same thing with um Attack on Titan, right? Like I really enjoy it. 
uh, as well. But I'm like, man, could y'all just they, land this plane? They they keep they keep <laughs> figuring out. They said they said the final season. Then they I don't made think final each... means the same thing in Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's three seasons within like one. Like this is lame. It's the final 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 season. So, <laughs> so this is the stupidest thing ever. It just keeps going. People love it though. Like people are really excited for it. So yeah, I, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome though. It's awesome, but I'm like, this is ridiculous. It came like three years ago. Like, this is the final season. I'm like, all right, yeah. we finished. You can't say year. final <laughs> unless it's the final. Well, I guess Final Fantasy, right? We're on like number sixteen, so <laughs> I just don't think it means the same thing. But no, that, that that's that, that's cool. Like, uh, yeah, I've, I've been I've been an anime head since um, uh, I used to get them from Blockbuster. That's how old I am. So like, Blockbuster had like a shelf that was anime, and that was it for the western world and now anime is everywhere right so i, I tease my kids about it all the time because I, I watch it with them but you could stream it you just get it readily available to you i was like man listen we had to we had to get stuff shipped from japan <laughs> it's crazy out here but no that, that's, that's cool um so yeah hopefully uh the next season will be awesome as well but it, you know I, this this was a blast i'm really glad that you uh that you did reach out looking to uh to find a podcast to promote your brand and what have you i'm glad to have, have met you um i i don't know anybody in blacks and uh cyber security however i tagged them on every single one of my posts it was crazy right like when somebody in their media manager asked me uh, i guess they saw my videos because i put them on on various different uh like linkedin twitter all that good stuff he said hey if you add us we'll reshare it uh, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, right? Because I'm trying to get my, my podcast out there and whatever. Um, and that was like two years ago. And I still add them, add them every single time, right? And I don't have any kind of connection with them. But it's, again, it's that, uh, it's that putting people out there, showcasing them, giving a hand up. Like I'm sure I've, I've picked up dozens of subscribers just from that ad. So I greatly appreciate them and all they do. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to keep in touch. I, I want to see a year from now, right? Get you back on the show, like hopefully before a year, but I definitely want to get you back on a year from now to see how your brain has grown and kind of like what you're, what you're doing after the fact. So I definitely want to hit you up again next June, but if I can get you back on, uh, the other side of the firewalls, our, our, uh, our weekly podcast. And then I, if I get you back on as a, uh, a guest host, I think that'd be pretty cool. So we'll see what we can do again before you blow up, before I start going through assistance and all, you know, I, I don't have that. I don't have an assistant. <laughs> I do all my own booking. Um, but no, I, I see, I see growth. I see passion, which I, I greatly appreciate. Uh, I, it's, it's one thing to, um, to be in this space. It's another thing to be in the space and be a person of color uh, because we just are, the numbers are, are just not that great right now. But every year I see more and more people uh, whether it be adjacent or people uh, who I've reached out to and I just see their growth and I'm always impressed. I'm like, man, listen, a, a few years from now, the, the numbers will definitely catch up to the amount of passionate people who are in the field and uh, the pipelines is steadily uh, increasing, right? Like you're part of the solution with your academy. Like you're getting more people in the door and we greatly need that uh, as well, uh, just in general, right? Because as we like my uh, my podcast and, and news in general shows every week is some shenanigans. <laughs> so we need as many cybersecurity professionals as possible out there. Um, so thank you very much. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me either on LinkedIn, which is what I primarily use for a lot of marketing stuff. We have a YouTube channel and I'm also on Twitter. There it is. So and uh, you're going to shoot me all of your links. Uh, this This will, like I said, uh, earlier, this will probably post the week of, pull my calendar out. 
So this will be next week. So we're currently shooting on uh, Memorial Day. So the week, so this this week coming up will be Aisha Hollins. Uh, she's actually in, in Dallas uh, area as well. She's in uh, she's in Texas, uh, but she is a podcaster, a, an author, a digital forensics uh, trailblazer. So she is the the our co-host for this week, and then next week you'll go up on the Ask a CSP, and then not in the in the in the hopefully in the near future I get you back on the uh, the Ask a P Ask our sorry the other side of the firewall podcast that if you want to guest host. Um, so we'll, we'll work all those things out, but thank you again, uh, for all those of you who are tuning in. I don't say this enough that I always forget, but please like share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Please set up all the links that, uh, Kenneth is going to provide us as well. If you're interested in, uh, his, his Academy in any respect, whether it be to, uh, partner, sponsor, or attend, uh, definitely hit him up, uh, cause he's doing some amazing things over there. And then hit us up, uh, every week, uh, we have four episodes, so. Stay safe, stay secure.